recent legislation um, and for, for what, what is it called? The Recovery Act, isn't it? There was money put in there for 87,000 IRA agents, IRS agents. Sorry, probably screwing that up today. Um, is that going to affect expats here in Singapore? The answer is it depends, uh, which is uh, typically the answer you get from a tax attorney. You ask them any questions. Um, you know, my reading of the news story that everyone saw from $80 billion and the additional 80,000 agents, and then it became very political that they were going to be armed agents with sidearms and knocking down doors. It, it got very much caught up in politics and spin. So it's not 80,000 new agents. So a portion of that is retention for existing agents that they know they're about to lose to the private market. And I'm an example of this. I started out my career in regulatory law. I worked at the state level for the Kansas State Legislature and the Kansas Insurance Department. And then as soon as I kind of got my stuff together, um, I went out to a private business in-house counsel for an insurance company. So there's a brain drain that government just kind of naturally has. So this was meant to kind of stave off some of that brain drain. So I don't think... Those budgetary allocations and those new agents are necessarily going to have a huge effect, but to the extent that there is going to be effects, we're already seeing that it is hitting the population outside the United States in two ways. Um, we've seen an uptick in uh, document requests, information requests that pertain to fact. So we are starting to see that the IRS is looking at what they're getting from offshore countries, and they're trying to match it up to what's in their records. And, and really, that's the premise. Quick little aside, just to make sure everyone understands what FATCA is, and how you can kind of orient yourself with if your bank or financial institution says there's a FATCA issue. So... There's way too many acronyms in tax, but this is one of the few that's very helpful if you can remember it. Foreign Account Tax Compliance Act. It tells you exactly what it's there for. It's to make sure that foreign accounts are, are being disclosed in years and people are compliant. I don't know who in the room has worked in the U.S. at some point or if some people have never gone back to the U.S., but you know, in the U.S., when we go work our jobs uh, back when I was living there, you know, you, you spend all the year working at the end of the year, you get a tax form that helps you fill out your taxes. But at the same time that the employer sends you that tax form to help you complete your forms, they send a copy to the IRS so that when you fill out your taxes, the IRS has a second set of data to double check. FATCA really is just that gone global because they realized they had this gap where they had all these people that were holding assets offshore or were living offshore. And they were getting their returns. They didn't have a second set of data to double check them. And while the Singaporean government they trusted citizenry, the United States does not. And so they really hated that they were on the honor system and having to trust folks. So they created FATCA for that purpose. Now all this data is going back to the U.S. We are starting to see audits. And to the extent that there's some sharper agents being retained or maybe a new project to focus on that data, there'll be a little bit of effect. The other thing we're seeing is if any of you have colleagues, friends, et cetera, that are not U.S. persons, but are investing into the U.S., 
holding real estate. Maybe they're doing the EB-5 investor visa program with a real estate project or commercial development. Those are getting new funding, new squads that are targeting those to make sure that all the ancillary taxes associated with holding U.S. real estate are being paid. That could be FERPTA on capital gains from the sale of real estate. It could be the rental income that's being collected and the 1040NR needs to be filed by that foreign person because that's U.S. sourced income. It can even be estate taxes that are owed if a foreign individual dies holding U.S. real estate. So I think there are two elements where there'll be a little bit of effect, but I wouldn't freak out too much because I don't think, I think that project's been a little bit overblown as to how much money is actually getting into the system and how many new agents they'll be. And just to add to what John has said, it's, yeah, I agree completely. It's become quite politicized. And within our ecosystem as uh, tax accountants, there's a, we have a, a colleague that monitors IRS hold times. So as you know, over the past couple of years, something like 10% of calls, less than 10% of calls actually get answered. And that has shot up within recent times. So just basic things like being able to replace the people that answer the phone. So the service levels, we've seen a slight improvement as well. So it's not necessarily doom and gloom. Yeah. So uh, just, just to preface what I think everyone knows, we're not giving tax advice. So we're speaking generally about general principles. You're not giving tax or investment advice. If you need that specific uh, actionable intel, you need to retain someone to do that one-on-one uh, -on -one with you who knows your specific situation inside out. So if you're a six, seven, or eight-figure investor, entrepreneur, or business owner who needs a tailor-made solution from a qualified team of professionals, we can help you achieve the international lifestyle, the freedom, and even the tax savings you're looking for. Visit us at htj.tax and live that international life.